Hello from quarantine and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I am Julia Callahan and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who don't get to see each other. Who have loved <laughs> who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're gonna reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season two, episode twelve, Uncharted Waters. Oh, man. Aren't we all in uncharted waters? (laughs) (laughs) Um, This was written... Oh, God. It's (laughs) real uncharted. Um, This was written by Dana Barada and Mike White. uh, Aaron's Mm -hmm. fave, Mike White. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Directed by Scott Pollan, who um, directed Northern Exposure, Melrose Place, 90210, and Picket Fences, among many others. And, um, yeah, he was prolific. And this episode aired, or is prolific, I think he's still alive. This episode aired originally on January 27th, 1999. I'm going to read this description for Uncharted Waters. The gang explores Uncharted Waters when Dawson and Pacey go on a father-son fishing trip with Mitch Leary and Pacey's critical and abusive father, Sheriff John Witter, who uses the trip to tell Paisley how useless he is. It's a real uplifter, this one. Um, <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> but tensions really begin to rise when Pacey invites Jack along, who tries to make amends with a reluctant Dawson. Meanwhile, Jen, Joey, Andy, and Abby spend a day with Gail doing a report on teenage girls in the consumer world with Abby naturally not passing up the opportunity to insult and provoke conflicts and tension between Mrs. Leary and the girls. I mean, yep. I don't think she provokes tension with between Mrs. Leary and the girls. She provokes tension between the girls. <laughs> she's, she's Abby. She's being herself, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. So um, the history, I had a hard time finding a historical event that happened this week. Like, Oh, like wow. This week in January 1999 was pretty quiet, except for uh, a 6.2 earthquake hit Western Columbia and killed at oh, least whoa. 1,900 people. Oh, my God. Whoa. I know. Isn't that crazy? And that is crazy. And it's not oh. that populated in the West, so. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 6.2 is pretty big. Um, it's a pretty big earthquake. That's huge. Yeah. 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 I, well, how, how big was Northridge? I think it was like a. I think it was around that. It was like six point seven. I think it was. Yeah. 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 Um, Loma Prieta, which is the one I lived through as a kid, was six point nine. Right. Um, and that one, uh, yeah, knocked down the whole town I lived in. So. um, I know. Yeah. I mean, the one this summer on July fifth was, but that wasn't in LA. It was in you know Ridgecrest. That was yeah. like a 7.1. Uh, yeah, we felt it in LA. I definitely Burr. felt that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so the number one movie was still Varsity Blues. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. Oh. Two weeks in a row. That's crazy Wait. for like a teen movie. I know. I know. <laughs> Isn't that insane? I did not. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I definitely saw it in the theater, so I know oh, I contributed same. to at least one of those weeks. But <laughs> dang, two weeks—that's kind of wild. Yeah, hard same. I definitely saw it in the theater. I remember exactly. Um, and yeah, same. I uh, two weeks. I know. I was shocked. I was shocked that it was number yeah. one for two weeks. Um, and the number one song is still "Have You Ever" by Brandy. So uh, I know that was a good that was a good couple of weeks in in uh, the beginning of 1999. Um, Real, yeah, in culture. Okay, Aaron. <laughs> so uh, we open, of course, Dawson's room. Where else would we yep. open? Here we uh, are. Casey's playing darts. I didn't remember Dawson having a dartboard in his room. He does the whole time. I I okay. I, I hear you, but he it is there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Pacey's like talking about that he's a great dart player, um, yeah, and yeah. and Dawson, and then he asked Dawson what he's doing. And Dawson's like, you know, I've been rewatching these character-driven movies to try to, like, layer in complexity to the characters in my movie. <laughs> so which... funny. <laughs> so funny. They're based on real <laughs> so people. Funny. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, like, it goes, just goes back to, like, you learn everything from movies, like, complex relationships. And you're like, you literally know all these people that have really complicated relationships. Like, you could, like if you had an ounce of empathy, this out man yeah well and like not just an ounce of empathy but also like if you had a fucking like if you were able to pay attention at all to anyone like yeah that's not you you would totally get that yeah yeah Yeah, exactly you know and then they start talking about father-son relationships yeah uh, well so pacey picks up a movie called the great santini which is um uh a book based on it's based on a book it's a movie but uh-huh. um, based on a book by the late, great Pat Conroy, who wrote The Prince of Tides as well. Um, oh, okay, okay. Highly recommend The Great Santini as a book. Um, it's very good. Um, and yeah, he Dawson's like, you know, it's a, you know, father-son where the father is like critical of the son. And yeah. Casey's like, you're going to get a whole handful of that this weekend. Oh, fuck shitload of that. <laughs> yeah. And so we're introduced to this like father-son fishing trip, which sounds like a oh god um, it sounds like yeah, yeah i mean it doesn't uh, yeah, i used to fish with my dad but that does uh, a whole fishing trip sounds like a bad idea. yeah i mean i definitely went on fishing trips with my dad uh we, we had a family friend who had a boat that we would go to catalina and fish on the side and it was like hella fun but like uh but it wasn't like a a competition or like anything overnight I, and also like we were like big sea fishing we were like looking for like some fucking 60 pound tuna or something like that you know right. we we're like more catch and release people yeah, <laughs> <So>. exactly exactly <laughs> yes it's just a different vibe here it's a different vibe it's, whatever yeah, different. <laughs> and my father was a fisherman so like you know i i did um plenty of sea sea activities but yeah um so dawson like definitely blows off that Pacey is like hurt um, that his father thinks of him as a fuck up. Yeah. It's just like, uh, it was so fucked up. He just initially out of the gate starts gaslighting Pacey's experience with his father. And it's yeah. really uncomfortable to see. Um, Cause you see it on Pacey's face. He's looking for a space to like 
have someone understand his experience with his parents, you know, and yeah. Dawson, who's known him his whole life, is just like, no, it's not that bad. Fuck you. It's like <laughs> so hard. It is. And then, it and then is. like, and then Pacey's like, do you respect your father? And then just to like put salt in the wound, Dawson's like, I wouldn't want to live in a world where I don't respect my father. Right. Oh. But, but also like, that's not an answer. Um, as, as Pacey says, that's not an answer. Um, yeah. and then He's Dawson asks Pacey if he, to, I wouldn't want to live in your world because Pacey doesn't respect his father, you know? Right. It's just like, it's so dark. Right. But then like, it seems like maybe Dawson is implying that he doesn't respect his father either at this point, which like, yeah. I don't know, you and I have talked about our problems about Mitch, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, no. Mitch is it's a, think, a father that's worthy of respect. He's like, he, he's like fucking there. Dawson is just being a child in that case when he's like kind of implying he doesn't respect his father. It's just like a childish way. It's like, oh, I don't respect him because he left my mom and like, wham, my life's so fucked up. But like as a viewer, you're like, okay, you're just being a child. Versus with Pacey, you see like a real like a real hurt there and a real like actual like pain and feeling. So you yeah. kind of get the impression that like that is more authentic and um, true, you know, than Dawson being like, well, yeah, I'm watching these like father son movies and like, you know, wham, I'm so like, whatever. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know it's, you know, I mean, it clearly shows the distinction between these two people. So Pacey, the little yeah. button on that scene is like, Pacey says, if you can hit the bullseye on the dartboard, they're in for a weekend of fun fish and bonding. And he, like, just barely misses the bullseye. <laughs> and it's like, uh... yeah. Uh, if we had our meta bell, we would be ringing it. I know. I was right going to bring a pot in here with, a like, a spoon, <laughs> but I <laughs> forgot. Uh, Consider the meta uh, bell rung. <laughs> yeah. So oh, then we get man. the credits and we're like, oh, man, this is going to be a rough episode it's yeah. gonna be real bad yeah know? it's um it's a uh, okay yeah so so we go over you know um pacey and dawson are riding their bikes down the road and a police officer pulls them over and yeah. it's not doug it is yeah, pacey's yeah. dad pacey's dad yeah who, mr witter like, mr witter who gets out of the car and immediately calls dawson to, like a cinematic wonderkind and says it's he hopes uncomfortable yeah. uh, to see him keep praise out of the gates on to Dawson. Yeah, it's um, and like and like, I don't know, seemingly for no reason, like he pulled him over to say something. And then he's like, Dawson, you're such a great kid. Da, 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 da. And he's like, I hope you'll um, I hope you'll come visit Pacey at wherever he's flipping burgers after you've made it big in Hollywood. I'm like, can you believe that? No, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I I just like it, it's so uncomfortable. It's crazy, and it's like it's fucked up because Pacey's like visibly upset, and Dawson's like, no, he's obviously kidding, you know. And like, it's so weird to me because like, you know, when I was 15, you would see other people's like 
relationships with their parents and you could identify like the elements of them being fucked up you know you could also say like oh your parents are so cool and then when they're like not you're like well I acknowledge that we have a different relationship you know um and so it's hard to see Dawson just being like not even acknowledging that like some just regardless of it being Pacey's father someone said something fucked up to his best friend's face, you know? And right. Dawson's like, nah, whatever. Well, like, yeah, and I think, yeah, I think, like, I think you're totally right. Like, I think that the fact that Dawson doesn't see that Pacey's dad is, like, totally shitty to hit to Pacey, I mean, yeah. I think just, like, speaks multitudes about Dawson, you know, which is this thing, like, I've said that I am like my, my, my sort of Dawson being dead to me builds slowly. And like, these are all the, Mm -hmm. like the little tiny building blocks for me that like, you know, I I mean, listen, like, you know, um, you and I know each other's parents and I think both of us have witnessed times when the other's parents like said or did something where we were like, that was like, not okay. And (laughs) yeah, sometimes, sometimes, Sorry, so, but I was just like sometimes like I've we've had to take each other aside like afterwards and be like, "Are you okay? Was that like <laughs> that was a little much?" Yeah, but like, and then on I, top of that, even if like I witness something that I'm like, you know, I know what would be triggering for you too, right. whether or not I would specifically be offended by something your parents would say, I would know that you would be. You know what right. I mean? Totally. Totally. So, you know, Mr. Witter goes away and, and like, Pacey's like, you know, did you hear that crack that he said about flipping burgers? Like, you know, my dad thinks my IQ matches my age. And Dawson just, like, blows it off. He's like, he was obviously kidding Pacey. And I'm like, he clearly was not, Dawson. No one's Pacey's friend. It's It's so sad. Yeah. I mean, it's just the only person he has right now is Andy. I know, you know, oh, and I mean, she's God great. Has her. Yeah, totally. but he, she's a new addition. Imagine his life before that, you know, you can kind of see the way in which like um, Miss Jacobs was able to encroach on his life and provide him something that was like, you know, ripe for abuse. Um, yeah. yeah, no, totally. I just, um, it's hard. That's a hard part of the scene or hard scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so then yeah. we go to the school hallway and Joey and Dawson, are walking down and like Joey's like, how's the movie coming, Dawson? So we got to the school and yeah. Dawson and Joey are walking down the hall. And, um, you know, Joey's just like, they're trying to build their friendship back up. And Dawson's asking Joey, like, or Joey's asking Dawson, oh, how's the movie going? And <laughs> Dawson is just like heaping craze. Yeah, on Jen. She's like, and it's amazing. She's, yeah, thinks of everything. Like, she's just got a natural talent. And, like, <laughs> I, it's funny because he's being nice to Jen and it's, like, really thoughtful, but yeah. he has no tact. Like, he doesn't understand that, like, he should be saying this a little bit um, nicer to Joey, you know, um, he, as they're building their friendship back up. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I was, like, thinking about this and um, I was like, it's so clear, it's so clear to me that Joey is insecure. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jo- Joey's very insecure just as a person, like period. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and like, and again, that like Dawson doesn't really know his friends. 
you know, yeah. it's like, so Joey's insecure. Dawson, um, is heaping praise on Jen, which she seems to deserve and like, okay, great. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. But like, instead of being like, oh my God, she brings this like different energy. And like, it's been really cool to work with. Like, you know, it's like, you know, just saying like, or you hey, just even give the caveat different. of like, yeah, like, I mean, I love working with you, but like, this has been a fun experience too. And I'm like, kind of give like a more well-rounded explanation as to the experience that he's having. And Joey kind of like, she is very transparently hurt. And Dawson gaslights her about his intentions. He's like, no, no. I mean, is she, it was great working with you. Like, kind of like, he doesn't acknowledge that like there would be a reason why Joey would be potentially hurt and upset by this. Right. Right. So Joey bristles immediately and she's like, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, um, how does she like, she's never worked on a movie. Like how does she know what to do? And, and Dawson's just like, you know, she's got this great innate talent and blah, 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 blah. And then like, you know, Dawson kind of realizes how hurt that Joey's like hurt by this. And is like, well, but you know, working on that movie with you is one of the best experiences of my life, which like, he does seem genuine about. Um, mm-hmm. And then like, right as right then Jen walks up and like, yeah, da- Dawson's like, Oh, I was just like singing your praises. And like, mm-hmm. Jen looks so genuinely touched that like, yeah, she's like beaming with excitement and she's like, I'm finally getting friends here in Cape side. I know. And then like Joey goes to leave and Jen is like, no, 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 actually I came to talk to you. Yeah. Um, and so Jen then tells Joey's Joey, shocked. <laughs> yeah. Joey's like, what me? And Jen, Dawson's like, okay guys, bye. Um, so Jen's like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Jen's like, I promised Gail that I'd help with a news report about teen girls as the new consumer phenomenon. And Joey <laughs> again is like, Oh, you and Gail? You mean Mrs. Yeah. Larry? She's like, It's like a one, two, like stab in the back, you know? It's like, know. okay, now you're a producer. Now you're like working on a project with Gail. Like, uh, you know? And she, totally. Joey's really hurt. Yeah, she's super hurt. And Jen's like, no, no, no. Like, she's just like, well, let me watch her. But we, like, really need, like, teen girls to come by and, like, talk about what it's like to be a teen girl. And she says, you know, we really need girls who are eloquent and articulate. And, you know, and she says to Joey. Joey. Yeah, she's like, no one I know speaks their mind more eloquently and honestly than you do, which is, like, a very nice thing to say. Yeah, and then Joey is visibly conflicted because she, like, sees how Jen is being actually, like, thoughtful and genuine, you know? But, like, I I think the reality is she sees friendships as being gaslit all the time. So that's why it feels complicated when, because that's the way Dawson is to her. So it feels complicated for Joey when someone's, like, being honest and straightforward she's like whoa what is this so so then we go over to dawson and mitch who show up at the docks mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. okay i want to say the song that's playing is called the island song by mayfly which was used in a previous episode it is not the original song um it oh, was okay. used in the I was wondering that yeah it's i actually really like the song it's a very good song but it's it's um it was used in the mix jacobs returns episode um, uh, like when Miss Jacobs and Pacey like kissed in the warehouse. Uh-huh. Um, it's okay. the same song. 
Um, the song that's supposed to be playing is If I Had a Boat by Lyle Lovett, which is a fucking great song. <laughs> it's a great song. Um, that's so funny. Lyle Lovett. I haven't thought about that guy in decades. <laughs> but I wanted to say, so I was like, you know, I was like looking at the music as I was putting together my notes yesterday. And um, if you guys have a second, um, you can YouTube a video of the late great John Prine, who we lost to um, mm. coronavirus this week. Um, and he introduces Lyle Lovett singing this song um, on YouTube. Oh, wow. It's a great yeah. video. If you have a second, I highly recommend jumping on YouTube and checking it out. Um, it's, it's so I'll, I'll lay the song in, but it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also just happened to pause as I was like doing the song research right here. And there was like a sign behind Mitch and Dawson that said Cape Fear Pier. Um, because they of uh-huh. course filmed it in Cape Fear, uh, North Carolina. But uh, this uh, is like, that's like a total yeah, mistake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I just relying to- on teen girls not knowing anything about geography. Just go with it. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't on the screen for that long. I just happened to pause it right at the right moment and I could see the whole thing behind them. <laughs> so. <laughs> So anyway, so um, Mitch is like pontificating about like these, oh, these fishermen and their connections with the sea and the vastness of the ocean. <laughs> like, It's just so funny how much Mitch and Dawson are the same person. I love I it. I love it. <laughs> so I know. Funny. I know. And, and like, he goes, you know, life at sea is as romantic as love and it makes you want to chuck it all and become a fisherman. I was just like, I mean, being a fisherman is really fucking hard. <laughs> I want to yeah, that's why they start drinking at 3 a.m., you know? <laughs> it's like unforgiving work. It's like not something that you make a ton of money doing. It's it's not like, it's not romantic, yeah. I just want to say. Yeah, and lonely, um, you know? Yeah, and so Dawson's like... um, Oh, is, is like, ask Mitch, like, oh, is, is a fisherman a viable career option for you now? Um, yeah, so this is when we're, like, kind of understanding as the viewer what exactly Dawson is talking about when he doesn't respect his, potentially doesn't respect his dad. We're, right. like, learning that Dawson has a little bit of shame that his dad doesn't have a job. Well, and like perhaps some anxiety around the fact mm-hmm. that, um, you know, his dad, he doesn't know how his dad's making money or going to survive, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like that I understand, but like, well, also a little bit, I'm like, there is a thing called alimony, dude. Like know. <laughs> <laughs> we know that there's apartments in cave side that are like $250 or whatever, that yeah. least, you know, like there's, yeah. there's a situation where like, you know, but I guess that would still feel scary if your dad, like, all of a sudden ends up, like, living in, like, a sketchy apartment, you know? You're yeah, still nervous about that. So, Mitch, yeah. so they stop at the boat, and Mitch says, permission to come aboard, sir, to watch Mr. Uh, Witter responds, permission granted. And uh, oh, I just want to say that this is definitely boat etiquette, and people should live by it. Etiquette. Um, don't, yeah. etiquette don't just walk onto a boat. <laughs> <laughs> this is ship etiquette <laughs> ask for consent in all ships 
<laughs> exactly, Erin. Exactly. <laughs> so so then it's so funny because then Payson's like, "Hey, Dawson. Oops, sorry, I forgot to tell you." <laughs> and then Jack walks up. We see Jack like, running I, towards the boat. <laughs> and Dawson's like shook, like he's yeah. shook, you know. And it's kind of like if. If there's if Dawson's not going to understand Pacey's experience, like don't you think Pacey's going to invite someone else to be an ally? I mean, I would hope so, but also just like I mean, it seems you know the the explanation that Pacey's going to give, um, uh, you know, in a couple of minutes here is just like, yeah. hey, you know, Andy was giving me, sh- you know, Andy wanted yeah, Andy me to invite wants- Jack places because yeah, yeah. he doesn't have any boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm trying to build friends a friendship with my girlfriend's brother right and like you know and also like to Dawson like yeah maybe Dawson obviously has a situation with Jack but like he's right to have a little bit of anger towards Jack without a doubt Dawson is but like he also should can should be able to understand that like to in order to be a friend to Pacey that means helping Pacey out you know and Pacey is like being like, oh, I need to start being friends with Jack. So like, you know, like it, it's not, a, it, it's just a situation where like, this isn't entirely about Dawson. This is also about Pacey and like what he's doing with his life. Right, exactly. And, you know, so the, the boat motors away, it's called the real action, R-E-E-L, which uh, I, I found a little bit funny, the boat's name. I know, yeah. <laughs> it does, have, it does say Cape Side Mass. So at yeah, least yeah, that yeah. is right. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're at the series. Yeah. And um, Jenna's stoked that Joey showed up, you know? Joey's, like, trying to hide her jealousy with, like, an underhanded comment. And then we see Abby, and then Andy is like, fuck you? You're here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And Abby's like, what? We're friends, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Gail's, like, Gail comes up and is like, she goes, we're going to be ready in a minute. Isn't this going to be so much fun? And Joey kind of, so like, fun. nods at Gail. Yeah. Joey, like, nods Everyone's at Gail. Like, and then, like, well. <laughs> she, like, turns and glares at Jen. Like, no, it's not going to be fun. <laughs> like, it's- also... Kind of like, why is Abby there? What was Jen thinking? It's. I feel like that's. These are the only people that Jen is friends with. Like that Jen knows. Right. You know to do this. Yeah. 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 Um, Also, Joey's wearing carpenter jeans in my in my carpenter jeans watch of this series. (laughs) Oh man. She's a tomboy. She's a guy. She's a carpenter. <laughs> I mean, Pacey wears a lot of carpenter jeans too, and I feel like Dawson's got a so few. Does Andy. So, yeah, Andy does too. There's just like carpenter jeans everywhere. I feel like maybe carpenter jeans are to Dawson's Creek what flannel was to my so-called life. I think you know? you've got a point there. <laughs> I think you have a point. <laughs> I'm going to keep pointing them out every time I notice <laughs> um, <laughs> the carpenter jeans. Um, and then, so we go back to the boat and like Jack is like very precariously putting this fishing pole into a holder and is like not good at this. <laughs> yeah. And Dawson's like leering at him. Yes. So, and Jack's like, 
Eh, not exactly Ishmael, you know. So we get this like little insight. You can kind of see like again maybe why Dawson is threatened because Dawson's like the smart kid in the relationship with Pacey, you know. And yeah. like Jack is like they are pretty much equals, you know. Yeah, I mean Jack's quoting, you know, quoting Moby Dick, and yeah, you know Dawson's like, you know, Jack's kind of like, oh, did you not like my Moby Dick joke? And Dawson's like, yeah, I read it, which also I like don't totally believe. I bet Dawson has read Moby Dick. So he's like, he's like super, and Dawson's like super cold to Jack. And Jack's kind of like, well, um, I guess I can see this is going to be a really fun weekend. Like, yeah, like Jack is trying to befriend Dawson, and Dawson just goes full on psycho. Like, it's like, again, his eyes turn black and he turns into like, a monster. I'm surprised with your confidence, Jack, that you would leave your girlfriend at home. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going to happen here? And he's like, right about now is when like some other guy's going to come in and steal her. I, I cannot <laughs> believe he's saying this about his quote unquote best friend, Joey. Isn't it crazy? I was like, yeah. I, my jaw drops every time. Cause <laughs> Jack's just like, well, because he just like lays out this whole thing. Like, you know, this is like this early on in the relationship is when some like sensitive artsy guy is going to come steal your girlfriend away. And I'm like, first of all, don't you like fancy yourself some sensitive artsy guy? (laughs) Like, A. Yes. (laughs) Number one. And also like, yeah. He also ran to himself like he you know up until this point that he was the only sensitive artsy guy in all of Kate's side you know right and out, like, that's not the truth no and number two jo- joey is in your fucking possession to like be stolen like you know yeah. she's, a, she's a full person that made some choices and like that's what they are like jesus christ just respect it I, I just yeah. like, oh my God. <sighs> crazy. Doesn't Jack kind of say that? Is this when Jack's like, I he mean, says it a little later, Joey. but yeah, okay, he does okay. say it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Joey's like, not yeah. your Joey. He, he basically he's says like a little later, like independent person that I know. Right. Like she's not the, uh, well, let's dig into it when it ha- yeah, happens yeah, totally. because I have yeah, some yeah. notes, but yes, yeah, a little right. later he does say like, you know, she's, she, she's an independent person and can make her own fucking choices. Yeah. So then like the, the, after that shot though, it pans up to Pacey who's like on very high up on this boat, which has some like huge ladder on top of it for God knows what reason. Um, and like, <laughs> I know nothing he, about boats. <laughs> well, it's a very weird boat. And then he's like, uh, like holding a number up. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like, the competition part of this is like not that important, but also then there's like these moments where they're like, Oh right. We're in a competition about this fishing. Yeah. Cause <laughs> they don't explain that it's a competition really until no. like kind of the end. And I was like, Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why this couldn't have just been a regular fishing trip, but whatever. Fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so then like it goes to commercial and then we go back to the Learys with the girls and yeah, Gail's, Gail's like, asking some boring ass <laughs> questions and no one wants to participate. It's like so fucking boring. And Gail pulls genocide and yeah. is like, uh, this isn't working. And it's like, I don't know. It's, I can't tell what the deal is. Like, why is Jen in charge of this whole thing? But okay. 
I felt Jen- similarly where I was like, I was like, why is Gail pulling Jen aside? Like, yeah, like Jen. I mean, like I thought Jen well, was also just there Gail's to observe. Well, also Gail's so yeah, prepared questions and like her, she should reach into her toolbox of um, how to get answers too. Right. Like I was just like, what is going on here? Um, no, totally. But whatever. You're like We're Gail, the storyline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, we're supposed to act like we don't know what a reporter's job is. Okay, okay, okay. I'm okay. Back in there, you know. Got it. Got it. So, so Gail's Gail like Jen and. Yeah, and Jen yeah. kind of like, it's kind of awkward, don't you think? And so Gail kind of decides they need to bond over junk food. Yeah. Also, like, in the living room, they kind of cut out to the living room, and Abby is, like, shamelessly flirting with the camera guy, which is, like, insane, oh but I kind God. of love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, I bet that camera's character. really heavy. <laughs> it's such a great little, like... <laughs> just like a little respite of just Abby flirting shamelessly with an old man. <laughs> so then like, so, so yeah, Gail and Jen are like, okay, like let's make it a ladies night. Like let's bond so we can be more comfortable around each other. And Abby's like, what the fuck, man? How long do I have to be here? Like, I do not want to. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's funny. And Abby's like, I'm going to need a drink. And Gail's like, uh, no, 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 We're not drinking, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like a cute little mom moment. I know. She, Gail is not a cool mom. She's, but she does have junk food. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say cool mom in air quotes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> but yeah, yeah and, and then, then like. And then Abby kind of gets hella fucked up to Andy and Joey. Yeah. She does. She says some shit about Joey's mom being, or Joey's dad being in prison and Joey's, um, and Andy's mom being crazy. And like, and actually Gail does shut it down. Like Gail's like, Gail's like, okay, that's enough. Like, let's have junk food. And like, no, it's crazy. Finally, an adult stands up to Abby. Like, it's so wild. Like, you know, like, I never do anything. It's until season two, episode 12. Yeah, Gail has a sense of duty here, you know? Yeah. Like, girl, come on, don't be talking like that. Like, you know, again, we get Gail being like the only parent in all of Cape Side, you know? Like, like, what's happening here? It's crazy. So then we go back to the boat, and the song is supposed to be I'm Cool by Real Big Fish, which is an apt apt, uh, band for this endeavor. Um, um, John Witter starts, like, giving orders of what everyone needs to do to catch this fish. Okay, Um, Mitch is straight up just taking photos. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry, but, like, Mitch is just, like, has a camera, and he's like, ooh, set a day out. (laughs) Just, like... Shit is so funny. I know. It's like, it's like he could not be more Dawson's dad. It's so fucking funny. It's true. It's true. <laughs> no, and then John I, and then John I, Witter is like, okay, guys, you got to you man this, you man this, you do this. And Pacey's like, I didn't get a job, you know, yeah. and and he's like, no, you know, you get to do everything else. You rig the baits. You do the this. And, yeah, you know, this is important. Yeah. yeah. And and then Pacey's like, here, you know. 
he's like, Mr. Witter's like, you're going to do all the essential worker jobs, but we're definitely not going to pay you a little living wage. You know? <laughs> right. Of course. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh man. And he's like, you know, who do you think raised the flag at Iwo Jima? It was the grunts. And Pacey quite astutely is like, we're fishing dad. Like, hello. And you know, he, under his breath, he's like talking Pacey's, about Iwo Jima. I know. He's talking about Iwo Jima. He's talking about general MacArthur and storming the beaches of Normandy. And Pacey's like, bro, we're fishing. Like, I know not a big deal. So then he kind of under his breath, Pacey's like, this fucking sucks, man. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And, and his dad hears him and says, a lot of things in this life suck, son. It's my job to prepare you for that inevitability. Oh my God. And Mitch sees this exchange and he doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like Gail stands up to Abby, like the bully, Yeah, you know, and it's a different dynamic because she, you know, it's a, an adult child situation, but Mitch you know, we have kind of, like, Mitch kind of alludes to having a relationship with his father that maybe was a little bit strained or whatever, like, when yeah. he starts crying. Like, I didn't ask him, you know? This guy who, he knows he's an asshole. Everyone knows John Witter is an asshole. And and Mitch doesn't stand up for Pacey. That was really hard to watch. It was really toxic. Yeah, I agree. It's like... <sighs> I don't know. I know there's that like weird waspy thing about like you don't get involved in other people's shit. But like, I mean, this mm-hmm. kid is clearly like, you know, his dad's being a real dick to him. And like, you don't even go up afterwards and make sure he's okay or something like that. Like, would be like, there's like a, there would be a waspy element to me that would be like, oh, John Witter's trash. So I'm in a position to, you know, police his parenting. Right. Totally. That's true. But it's weird. Mitch, so Mitch can suck. <laughs> yeah, Mitch can't. Like Mitch has his mo- great moments and his not so great moments. Um, yeah, yeah. So we go back to the Leary's house. The song that's supposed to be playing is called "Say La Vie" by Bewitched. Um, and I highly recommend you YouTube the music video because it is insane. It's the most <laughs> insane thing I've ever seen. It's like it definitely features. Four, I'm fairly certain they're Irish women um, in full <laughs> Texas tuxedos. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> all four of them. And um, a man that I they're like maybe trying to date wearing the ugliest pants I've ever seen in my life. And then um, <laughs> in the middle, there's an Irish jig that happens. It's it's bananas. I really say <laughs> la vie by Bewitched. I mean. You, you can't go wrong. That's a good, it's <laughs> a good five minutes of your life. <laughs> anyway, so the girls are all eating junk food and Abby's like, you know, I'm bored. I'm going to go up to Dawson's room and like go snoop around. And I'm actually like, Abby, I like where your head's at. I'm into this. <laughs> I, I mean, love listen. You know, Joey, again, she wants to enforce consent with Dawson, and she's like, no. Yeah, Andy kind of first, like, just quietly goes after Abby. (laughs) And then, like, the rest of them all follow. (laughs) It's so funny. It's funny, yeah. And we go back to the boat. And Jack tries to give Dawson a sandwich, and Dawson is like, pass. And Jack's like, I mean, we don't have to be friends. And Dawson's like, good. And then Jack, like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is where he says the thing he's like you know i didn't steal oh, joey away from you yeah 
And he's like, yeah. you know, you should know that she's like got a strong will and the intelligence of a Rhodes scholar. She's not the kind of girl. I mean, she's not the kind of girl who lets herself get stolen, which is not a sentiment that I love, but I get where he's coming. Like, I, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, he's trying to speak to Dawson, but yeah, yeah I know. What you mean. Yeah. Like I, I was kind of like, eh, I don't love how that's worded, but I like where your head's at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, Jack, like, is fully standing up for Joey and yeah. like, you know, he has like a well-rounded vision of who Joey is, you know, given that he's only known her for a couple of weeks at this point. Right. And he's like, this isn't the Joey I know isn't, isn't stolen, you know, like, are you serious? She's an independent woman that makes her own choices. So you need yeah. to like reassess this situation, you know? And also like, I think, also what Jack is thinking, like if Joey wanted to be with someone else, Jack would want that for Joey, you know, cause she's yeah. an inquiry, indiv- you know, individual, you know, I don't know if this is because Jack has a sibling, a sister. And so he like understands like, you know, um, smells better and he has like more empathy for them, you know, or yeah. he's just a better person. <laughs> it's yeah. cool to see Jack standing up for Joey because we haven't really ever seen Dawson do that. Right. Right. And like, that's the thing, right. Is that like Jack is standing up for Joey. She's not there to witness it. Like, you know, he's not mm-hmm. earning any brownie points or whatever. Yeah. He just like is standing up for her cause he likes her and he's the, you know, it's the thing that he knows uh, he's going to do, you know? And it's like, there's no, like, there's no reward for it. So. Yeah. And in a little way, like he is, Jack is trying to potentially pursue at least like not hate like he wants it to take like his relationship with Dawson to take a step out of hatred so he would love to be friends but he would at least want to be like it being okay between the two of them Mm -hmm. so Jack is just trying to be like straight up and honest of like look maybe that's what you think happened but it didn't yeah (laughs) yeah um and then Dawson takes this exchange and just goes so psycho insane and he's like it's so hard to watch because again he's like face totally changes and contorts and he turns into this predator and yeah. Dawson's like, if you think it's over between me and Joey, you're delusional. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, if we had a meta bell, we'd be cheering. Yeah. That one, I, know. Know? I have like a, I... <laughs> <laughs> that's my, <laughs> that's my San Pellegrino water bottle. Uh, I'll try, I'll try to figure out a meta bell for the next, uh, recording. <laughs> um, well, so Jack then goes, you know, that might be true. It, it might not be over between, you know, you and Joey, but like Joey and I have something and you don't have to like that, but you have to, re- if you respect Joey, you should respect me. Um, you yeah. know, and like, I'm like, yeah, dude. Um, you're so like adamant that you and Joey are just friends. Like, I know, you, you know, if you're going to pursue a long-term friendship with Joey at some point, like, you know, you're going to have to learn how to deal with these people that enter Joey's life because Joey asked them to be in her life. You know, she right. is going to take that, um, you know, those opportunities as they come because Joey is on her own path to finding out who she is, you know? Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, Dawson, I don't know, Jack, I feel like when Dawson is around Jack or Pacey, like his immaturity is so um, 
clear. <laughs> you <know>? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. You know, yeah. he's just like, you took my toy. Wham, we're not friends. And you're yeah, like, whoa, totally. whoa, 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 whoa. What's happening here? You know, um, right. it's really fascinating. Especially since at the top of the episode, he was talking about like complex relationships and how he's like trying to like, you know, delve into like the different types. He already has a very complex one that he should maybe like look into and see what the motivations are and what the like, you know, factors and forces are within his relationship with Joey. Exactly. Yeah. Let's hold out hope for that. Let's hold out (laughs) hope for that. (laughs) So then we do like a quick cut just to break that scene where Joey and Jen like lock Abby and Dawson's closet. (laughs) (laughs) I love them working together. Be friends. Oh my God. (laughs) It's so cute. (laughs) And then Andy is like, you guys, look what I found behind Jaws. It's Bill (laughs) Humping. (laughs) Which is a great porno name. A great porno name. It really is. I I mean, just like, you know, such detail, such uh, (laughs) such um I don't know. Just like it's so great. I love a good, uh, like a good riff on a real movie as a porno. Um, I and completely so agree. Both Jen and Joey are like, oh my God. And like, leave, like let Abby out of the closet and go straight toward Andy. <laughs> like, fuck yes. <laughs> so, so we go back to the boat and Jack's like reel starts going. Like they, they have a fish on the line. And, like, everyone jumps in to try to help, and then the line breaks, which, like, you know, happens. It's Yeah. It happens. And then fucking Pacey's dad starts berating Pacey. Like, Ugh. he's like, so why, isn't, why isn't this pole over here? And, like, I tell you to, like, you, you can't follow the most rudimentary directions. And, like, he's like, you know, when I speak, you listen. Don't think, just do. And, like, fucking berates Pacey. And again, it's nobody so steps in. Up. No one steps in. I mean, it's just, it's really hard to watch, yeah. you know, it's like the yeah. most toxic, like, you know, this is the first time we've met a parent of, of Pacey and it's like the most toxic relationship uh, we've seen to date, you know, oh. and it's so hard to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ugh. And then Dawson yeah. comes up to Pacey I mean, and just goes, like off like my blood started boiling my heart was racing yeah because he's like oh my god he goes off on Pacey and Dawson's like I can't believe you didn't tell me Jack was gonna be here who does he think he is like and like and he blames he literally is blaming Pacey for Jack calling Dawson out you know yeah and he's like you know why did you invite him and blah 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 blah. and like Pacey's like you know Andy wanted me to include him in something in this you know like I don't know yeah you know Andy keeps giving me a hard time about Jack not having any male friends so I'm trying to include him in some more things right and like Dawson goes how could you forget to tell me I needed prep time before facing my adversary which like oh my (laughs) fucking god (laughs) <laughs> calm down immediately what are you doing and and Pacey just like I said Pacey says what we're all thinking and he just like looks at Dawson, Dawson and says screw you Dawson <laughs> like, yeah 
was like, it I'm was like, so, I literally wrote down, it's so satisfying. It's, it's like standing ovation from my living room. Oh my God, I Pacey, know. yes. Yeah. Like, it's just it's like, Pacey's in his own personal hell right now. And then Dawson expects Pacey to do some fucking sketchy emotional labor for what? Why? Yeah. Joey, Joey is the one that made the choice. Like, it right. wasn't. You know, that's what happened. Joey made the choice to then pursue Jack, you know? And, yeah. like, it, it, like all of these things have nothing to do with Dawson, you know? Um, like, Dawson is allowed to be hurt at Jack and, like, mad at Jack because Jack did, you know, kiss Joey while they right. were dating. And that's really fucked up, you know? Yeah. So he doesn't have to be friends with Jack. He doesn't even necessarily have to be like nice, but he has to be cordial, you know, because right. you have to be a decent human. And like, you also like, and it's, it's funny because Jack is just pointing out like dog, Joey makes her own choices. She is the most fiery individual I know. So this isn't about me. This isn't about you. So get over, go get right. over it, you know? Right. Totally. And then, and then, um, and like, so, you know, after Pacey kind of like storms off and we leave Dawson mouth agape, like, what? Why is everyone mad at me again? (laughs) (laughs) Then we go back to Dawson's room where the girls are now watching Goodwill humping. amazing which is amazing and i was like can we just like take a second that like on network television in 1999 they showed four girls watching pornography together it's incredible (laughs) like i know that they're all laughing at it and their faces are great like their facial expressions are amazing but like that's i mean that's pretty amazing like that's a I, I, that seems unheard of before this moment. Yeah, because they're totally normalizing porn. Like, whatever. Porn yeah, day, he's got a good porn in his, yeah, totally. And Abby yeah. goes, you know, well, so where this video started is where Dawson finished. <laughs> oh, so funny. Which cracks me up. Oh, my God. How great. And all the girls are like, And, like, they make all these sex jokes, which, like, I was like, yes, like, you know, I I think I mentioned this before that, like, Sex in the City was just maybe in its second season around this time, but I think maybe it had only had one season. So, like, its impact hadn't really, like, hit the mainstream yet. And so, like, the fact that there's these four girls, like, watching a porn, making sex jokes, laughing about this together is like yeah. a pretty big deal. And and then Jen's like, you know, where do these women come from? Which is not a sentiment I love. Um, right. And and Abby's like, hey, Jen, in a couple of years, that could be you. And uh, then the mood turns because Abby's like, you know, or Jen's like, you know, that's not funny. And Joey kind of laughs at it and is like, <sighs> it's it's it turns a little hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Gail walks in, <laughs> and Andy's such a good person. She tries to cover, and she's like, "Oh, um, yeah, uh, we were uh, just watching something." And then Abby, total asshole, she's like, "It was Dawson's porno." Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck you, and Abby. 
I like a hundred percent, but also Gail like doesn't react to that at all. And it's like, perhaps we should leave Dawson's room alone. Yeah, no, no. Ladies. Gail and Mitch are the most sex positive parents that I've seen ever represented <laughs> anywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, of course, she's just like, I'm not going to acknowledge that because I don't, I don't need to nor want to, you know? Yeah. Like, she's not going to shame Dawson for having a porn and like a sex, you know, sexuality, you know? And also, she doesn't want to talk about her son having a porno. So it's just like, shut up, girl. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. So then <laughs> in the hallway outside of Dawson's room, Jen sort of stops Joey. Yeah. Um, and is like, you know, Joey straight up asked her like why they're not friends. Yeah. She's like, you know, I tried to analyze why you're so hostile to me. And like, you know, I thought you were threatened by my relationship to Dawson, but like you won that fight. Like, you know, and like, why are you still treating me like this? Like vixen that came into town and stole the, you know, your one true love. And Joey definitely bristles at this. (laughs) She goes off on Jen. (laughs) Yes, she does. Well, she calls her one hand. I think it's like Joey is being totally honest in this moment, you know. But like it, like it kind of reveals just how fucked up Joey is, you know. Like she's just conceited, you know. Not only that, well, I. We'll get to the end of the episode later, but like, yeah, she's like, basically you're taking over my life. Like you keep yeah. doing like, you know, you're you come in, you're, you go after the guy I like you, you know, produce a movie like I used to do. Now you're going in after Gail. Like you're just trying to be me. <laughs> she like is accusing Jen of like single white femaling her. Yeah. Which is like the farthest thing from the truth. I but, know. Like, I do feel like as an adult, like watching Joey, I'm like, you're so insecure and it is so a hundred percent, like all over your behavior. I can see how insecure you are. And then Jen, which is like, I just said, Jen queen amongst Queens says, I love how you demonize me instead of looking at your own rampant insecurities. And like, this show just like sometimes hit its points so hard and like I really really wish that you know Jen and Joey could be better friends but I think like sometimes their look at like why they aren't is so on the nose about female relationships and about relationships in general not just females but like no absolutely because Jen's kind of like like the reality is they both all of their hangups are the same Jen doesn't right. have a dad. We don't ever see her dad. You right. know, Jen doesn't have a mom. We never see her mom. You know, she lives with someone who's not her parents. You know, yep. she has like a lot. She has, she lays it out. She has a whole citywide reputation of everyone thinking, you know, that she's just a vixen. We all know that, you know, so mm-hmm. it's a similar situation, you know, and like Joey just is like, it's selfish of Joey to think that her problems are, are, are worse than Jen's, you know, and they're like, even to compare these situations, it's just like, you know, it's fucked up. Like Jen's yeah. situation's fucked up, you know, and so's Joey's. So like, you don't have to, you don't get to say which situation's more fucked up and then therefore like you win something. Like no one <laughs> wins at the, you know, like, okay. No. Like, Nobody's what? winning like, this competition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it, 
it sucks, you know, um, because Joey, it sucks because Jen has the ability to see the situation more clearly and yeah. that gives her a little bit more, um, a, a leg up on what's going on, you know, versus yeah. Joey who, who she has a hard time seeing the situation. And I can't tell if that's just because her best friend is always gaslighting her. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> that seems like a pretty logical explanation for it. Yeah. She but... doesn't think her opinion and her reality is, truthful because her best friend's always gaslighting her right yeah I mean that seems like a, a as good of a theory as any I mean <laughs> you know and and like I just said like so when Jen walks away after their confrontation I was like I just said you know I'm 100% team Jen in this moment like Joey is Me 100% too. in the wrong you Me know too. Yeah. I mean, I see where her insecurities are and I see that these are insecurities, but like, but you know, Joey's wrong. Yeah. So anyway, so then, um, we move over to this dockside bar, which all these teenagers <laughs> are attending with. are in. <laughs> yeah. I, like, what? I did. I saw tables where they were ostensibly perhaps serving food, serving food. Yeah. So like maybe, like but sketchy, like grimy as dock bar it was like, maybe like, you know, prostitutes there. <laughs> like, I mean, like, it definitely looked like a dive bar that like, I mean, I think I like had a great time in that bar, but like, I, it depends. It like I love a good dive bar, but it has to be in a safe location where like there's not like real, real yeah, trauma predators. happening. Yeah. You know, agreed. agreed no yeah. sexual slavery or anything. Yes, you know, yes. yes. <laughs> so these fifteen and sixteen year olds go into this dive bar with their dads. <laughs> that their dads bring them to. Like okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, okay. And then, and then like Mr. Winter and is trying to bond with a bitch. Like, can you think of two people that have zero things in common? Like, no, I can't think of two people that have less in common. <laughs> so yeah, and he like challenges Mitch to darts. And then like so fucking funny. And then we cut over and like Dawson and Jack and Pacey are playing pool while John and Mitch are playing darts. Yeah. And like Dawson's and Dawson like, just starts talking shit on his dad. Yeah. And Macy is like shook. He's like, you're seriously talking shit on Mitch. Like what is happening here? Right. Right. And he's like, you know, I hope other my dad doesn't have too much fun because like he'll draw up plans to open a seedy dockside tavern. And Pacey's just like, I have no time for this. Like, I know. <laughs> which like fair. <laughs> Um, and he's like, you know, how can you criticize your dad, Dawson? Like, Jesus Christ. Not yeah. Sure. And Dawson then takes it out on Pacey. He's like, what's going on here? And he gets yeah. angry, you yeah. know? And it's like, and Dawson's like, if you, Pacey, if you're mad at your father, just tell him. And then Pacey's <laughs> like, dog, your privilege is showing. <laughs> and, yeah, he's like, I don't get to tell my dad I have a problem with him. And like, you know, no one has to say anything to Mr. Witter. Mr. Witter is like, you know, he talks about Iwo Jima. He is like a sketchy dad that like rules with an iron fist, you know, and just like puts his son down, you know. What about that situation indicates that there is a safe space for Pacey to say anything to his dad? 
Totally. No, I mean, anyone with a fucking half a brain who's got one eye open can see that, like, Pacey doesn't get to talk back at all. Like, yeah. He is. It's or an authority. emotions or feelings, you know. Right. No, no, none of that. And, like, Dawson's like, you know, why is my presence so painful then? And Jack, to the Uh-oh. rescue. Uh, Jack- I was cheering. <laughs> <laughs> Jack to the rescue <laughs> says he jumps in. Yeah. He's like Mr. Witter treats Dawson like a golden boy and it's totally fucked up and um to Pacey's and Dawson doesn't see it, so don't get it twisted. Yeah. And I just said like Jack and Pacey understand each other. Like they really do. You know, much like Pacey and Andy understand each other, you know, it's like, hey, we both well, you know, we're we're come from different kinds of fucked up families, but like fucked up families are fucked up families. And like here we are. No, the thing is, the only people that don't understand these other kids are Joey and Dawson. Everyone right. else has an element of empathy. They all can see like the ways in which like their experience, their upbringing, these kids' upbringings affects them and their relationships, you know? And, like, Pacey sees it, like, Pacey spent the whole first season having a clear view of what was happening and calling out Joey and Dawson for it, you know? Yeah, He sees it, you know? Jen constantly sees the situation, like, even in terms of the way Dawson acts with Jen, Jen sees it, you know? She sees everything as well, and so does Andy. Like, these people all these kids have an idea of like what people's motivations are and what their intentions are, you know, which is why they can give each other room and space. And then also course correct, you know, Jack even sees Dawson clearly. He sees the situation that's going on and he tries to create a space to talk to Dawson about it, you know? Yeah. But Dawson and Joey they have this dynamic that is very unhealthy and doesn't, it, it holds them back from growing, you know, not only does it not allow either of them to be who they personally want to be, you know, Joey had to essentially like cut herself off from Dawson to quote, find herself. Like how dark right. is that? You know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. but like, <laughs> it's very dark, you know, <laughs> yeah. and like, and, like, Dawson is so singularly focused on his possession of Joey that he can't see that, like, Joey chose to pursue Jack, you know? She's yeah. making these choices. She's choosing this from from all of the, you know, her personal experience, you know? Yeah. It's very fascinating to see how immature and how much Dawson is held back by his privilege and his entitlement. Yeah. Because I... <laughs> Because I mean, a story for the modern era. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, what I wrote down, I was like, then after Jack stands up for Pacey, Pacey looks at Jack like, how does a stranger know me better than my best friend? Right. Yeah, and I think, and like, I think that's fair, you know? I mean, I think that's, those are questions that Pacey probably should be asking himself right about now. No, and it seems like he is spending the second season you know, kind of questioning, like, why is he friends with Dawson? And sort of what removing himself. Bring him? And, like, yeah. removing himself from, like, the direct vicinity of Dawson. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And yeah. pursuing other friendships and relationships, you know? Exactly. Exactly. 
So, you know, then we go back to the Learys and Gail is like mm-hmm. finally getting her interviews. But Abby, but Abby's taking, she's the Dawson. She's taking up all the space in the room. Legit all of it. <laughs> yes. And she's, she, I said she goes off like some right wing blonde idiot carrying guns around a college campus and says that she's not allowed to speak her mind anymore without hurting someone's feelings. I was like, oh God, I hate that this show predicted that fucking trend, but here we are. Um, She's like, I make a cancer joke and Joey gets upset, or I make a crazy joke and Andy gets upset. Or I make a crack about hoe bags and Jen starts humping the couch. And I just said, like, Abby is such a nightmare. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, she really is highlighting the toxicity that existed in, you know, in America, you know. I mean, it's how it's like this white woman of privilege is like, "Ah, everyone's just like centering me. Ah, What's with the PC police? And you're like. In which, tell me again at which point you should be making a crack about quote crazies. Like, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. Uh, it has, uh, regardless of Andy being in the room, you shouldn't be making a crack about quote crazies. You know, like yeah. fuck off. I know. Um, I know. Yeah, and then it's thankfully, fun. finally, Gail's yeah. like, uh, you need to leave. Yeah. Kick rocks. Like, I don't have see time you for later. This. <laughs> yeah, bye. You know, which is yeah. like, it's cool to see an adult exhibit how to stand up to another woman. You know, like yeah. you know that Gail is like representing, like no, 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 like unlike Mitch, how Mitch just watched Mister Witter berate you know Dawson and doesn't do anything. Pacey, yeah. Gail's like, or yeah, sorry, Pacey, and doesn't do anything. Gail's like, ah, uh, nope you're out of here. You can leave. We're yes. done here. See you um, later. Like, yeah. You don't and Abby to like all these women, like, no, you don't have to put up with this behavior. You tell right. this person to leave very nicely. You say, yeah, she was nice about it. Abby, yeah. of course, told her that she was a trashy journalist that sleeps around and Gail's like, and still you need to get out of my fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think I was going to near you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. So then we go back to the docks where Mish is like setting up a sleeping bag literally on the edge of the dock. What's happening? What's <laughs> happening? Okay, I don't know anything about boats. So I was just like, what? He's just going to sleep on a wood plank over water? Okay. I, okay. Listen, I grew up, I grew up on docks. I spent a lot of my childhood running around docks. I would never, I would never, ever put a sleeping bag on one and slept on it. That sounds so it's, scary to me. I mean, it's just like one wrong fucking turn and you're sleeping I in know. the goddamn ocean. One intense dream and you're dead because you're in a sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah, and you can't, can't get out. Your feet. Yeah, <laughs> And exactly. then it gets all wet and you're done for. Yeah. In a no or something. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then like Dawson's like, you know, dad, are you like, okay, do you have enough money? And like Mitch is like, you know, I do for now. You know, no, it's a very good scene because, again, you see the juxtaposition of Pacey's relationship where Pacey can't has no space to talk to his dad about literally anything. And Dawson goes and explains this really legitimate concern he has. Like he is kind of like highlighting to Mitch, like, this is why I feel uncomfortable. Like, you don't have a job. You have money. I'm very worried about this. You know, right. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And like, um, you know, and like. 
it's really good with a scene, you know, like to see this healthy relationship, which is why it's hard at the top of the episode to hear Dawson and be like, I don't respect my dad. And you're like, you have right. a dad that you can talk to about your concerns and he, he talks them out with you, you know, totally. because then like, Mitch is like, yeah, for now I have money, you know? Yeah. And Dawson and, like scolds him that he's not looking for a job, you know? And like, yeah. And, and Mitch is like, look, I want to be the kind of man that Dawson can respect. But then, you know, Mitch lays out, like, Mitch is a dreamer. Yeah. That's it. You know, he wants to find, like, for Mitch, his wife has her dream job and she was able to follow her dreams and achieve success, you know? Right. And Mitch wants that for himself. Like, he wants to have, he wants his career to be his identity, you know? Uh, Yeah, and and he's like... passed on to Dawson like your career will be your identity you know right and sorry like he you know when he yelled at Joey my favorite line you can't judge me for who I am and who he is is a filmmaker his identity is his career you know right well yeah and I think like what's so interesting is like you know Mitch is like you know I want some to find something that I can put my heart and passion behind which like I totally understand and, you know, I, but I also get, like, I think Dawson, there's a way in which Dawson is coming from a realistic perspective, which is like, at a certain point you do need to pay bills, you know? Yeah. So like, uh, <laughs> like you gotta have money somehow. Um, you know, you don't always well, yeah, get to have. Dawson's looking down, like, you know, he, like low key Dawson has judged Joey his whole life for being poor. So right. now Dawson is realizing that like, his dad could live next door to Joey. Like his dad could be poor. You know? Yeah, totally. And that like feels like a probably a little bit really scary to him because he knows how much he judges Joey for that. Right. Well, and and I just think that like I just think that you know it's interesting that you know Mitch is Mitch is a like such a respectable dad in that way that you're talking about that like he you know, Dawson can come to him and talk to him and say like, Hey, I'm really worried about this. Like, what are you going to do? And like, his dad will like openly answer these questions. Yeah. And I think like as much as, you know, uh, we have our problems with Mitch and some, sometimes Mitch isn't the greatest like character mm-hmm. um, just in his behavior. I think he's a good character, but just like his behavior isn't the best yeah, all the yeah. time. Like uh, that's such a respectable thing. Like you don't have to be a perfect dad but like no. being open and being like that, I mean, I just think it's so like it's so refreshing to have that, and it's so it's such an insane juxtaposition between Mr. Winter, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Mitch reminds me a lot of my dad because I could say stuff like that to him, and he, would, yeah. you know, make a space to talk about it, you know, and sure. like when you're young, you don't know that's a privilege. And obviously as I've gotten older, I know without a doubt it is. Um, so, but I would, you know, like, so on the one hand, I can kind of make a space for Dawson being like so uncomfortable, but I, I don't agree with him because his, he's being uncomfortable with the idea that his dad might be poor. And I think that's fucked up. Yeah. Yep. So then we go back to the bar. <laughs> and, oh my god! And Pacey's dad is drunk, and Pacey's like sitting on a bar stool, kind of like waiting for him. Like, okay, I gotta get yeah. this guy back to the docks. Yeah. And 
John's like, you know, come on, Pace, like, let's let's play a game of darts. Yeah. Um, and Pacey's kind of like, I mean, okay, like, I guess okay. we're going to do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, the idea Pacey's done this before. Right. And and I was, I my note was, John is good, Pacey's better at darts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, John's wasted, so, you know, yeah. like, there's no way you're going to, a wasted person's going to be better than a sober person who's decent. No. You know? I feel like, I feel like in games like that, I'm not a big dart player, but in pool, uh-huh. like I'm usually better after about two beers, and then uh-huh. and then like and there's diminishing returns after that. yeah, and there's then after that it's, it's, there's there's a steep drop off. Yeah, <laughs> I get better for the first two beers, and then I get significantly worse every Absolutely. after that. Yeah, yes. Yes. yeah, yes. Um, it's like you need a little bit of that so you're not thinking so hard. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, um, you know, John is like, he's like, gets fucking intense and into it. And he's like, you know, beat that Pacey. Like when he gets. No, he gets very competitive and aggressive and it gets scary for Pacey. Yeah. He sees Pacey sees the anger and like, basically, you know, Pacey needs a bullseye to win and he purposefully throws the game so that he doesn't win. Yeah. So I was wondering if this dynamic that we're seeing where like uh, the the aggressive and the anger is why Pacey is drawn to Dawson. Like I if mean, that feels like love to Pacey, you know, like that, like the connection that Dawson and Pacey have that like will have these outbursts of anger and aggression. If that yeah. feels like love to Pacey. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a pretty, uh, right on assessment i mean i don't you know obviously i don't know that we get any confirmation but like it seems Mm -hmm. like yeah from what we know now of abuse like it seems like yeah pacey maybe finds um comfort in the fact that dawson like gaslights him and puts him down yeah Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. will like yell at him and like yeah and make this assessment of him you know that is really off base and untrue Totally. Yeah. So yeah, Pacey's supposed to win, or like you know, it's like last one. You got to win, and Pacey like purposely um, throws the dart so that his dad can win. And it's really sad because it's in that moment where you see that like you know, I think as a woman I can relate to this, where you're making a calculation of which which is the safest option here. You know, right? Um, Like yeah, it's safer for me to lose this and not like rock the boat, so to speak. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So you have so, to correct your behavior to make yourself feel safe, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he's also learned that, and you see how Pacey's learned that winning isn't everything, you know? Totally. And also you see that like, you know, he understands that he needs to make himself smaller for his father to feel bigger in mm-hmm. certain instances. And that like, it's important for his father to be able to feel like the big man, you know? Yeah. And like, Ugh. it's important for his own health and safety for his dad yeah. to feel like the big man. So exactly. That's hard. So haunting. So haunting. Yeah. You know? Is. Yeah. And then we can kind of see how like Dawson feels like he has to win Joey because he hasn't been like he, Dawson still thinks winning is everything much similar to John Witter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
So then we go back to Leary's. Yeah. And Andy and Jen are like bonding. It's very cute. Yeah. (laughs) They're talking about their experiences, you know, and like, and Abby's, Andy's kind of like, maybe Abby is right. Like maybe like, you know, we do let these things hold us back. Like these identities, you know? Um, Well, and our insecurities and like, you know, like that, that like, teen girls consume so much because they're insecure. They want the next mm-hmm. cool thing. And I think, I mean, I, I'm, I, I don't want to like speak for teen girls now, but I think in the nineties, I think that was definitely, you know, right. Uh, realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think, you know, you're going to, when you enter puberty, it's at, it's the first time in which you're, <clears throat> going through something at a different rate of all your peers, you know? So that just creates an, and just without a doubt, an insecurity because either you have tits or you don't, or like, you know, and so it's like in in one way or the other, you're going to be different, you know? And that's going to make you feel insecure because we live in a society that like oppresses women and, and pits them against each other. So that just like fuels this insecurity. Totally. So, so, and then Andy is like, you know, I have this need to look and be perfect. My home life is in total chaos, but like, if I get Mm -hmm. straight A's, people won't know I'm a fraud and like, you know, and won't know that I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing. And, and then like Jen says, you know, when I first came from New York, I felt relief, but I didn't, that I didn't have to be in the fast lane anymore. Um, But then I realized that like, while I was in New York, I was the precocious ingenue, but in Cape side, I'm like the New York wild child in the town slut. And so like, you know, both of these girls are so stuck in like both the perceptions of them, but then also what they really feel. Yeah. And, and then Joey comes in and like, kind of finally says Joey like finally has had it laid out for her (laughs) yeah like you know she looks at Jen and Jen is saying this and it's like a light bulb goes off of like oh my god (laughs) right like oh I'm not the only one who feels insecure (laughs) (laughs) yeah no totally and I think Joey you know I, I mean there's a part of me that's like relates to that because I think that like the girls who were like cool and like sort of, you know, um, traditionally beautiful and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah. Like it was easy to be like, like you have fucking, you have fucking everything. Yeah. What are you saying? Whatever about. And like, I, you know, I understand that like, that's not true. And, (laughs) but like, I do think that in high school, it's easy to write that off and be like, you know, look at you with all your friends and all your like, you know, whatever. Um, and, and Joey says, um, you know, when some, basically like I'm like this small town girl and I just have this like little, piece of like you know nothing basically and she goes you know when someone comes along who's seen things that I've never seen or experienced things that I only dreamt about my defenses go up because I can't compete with that yeah and and like I feel like you really shed light into Joey here and she's like you know I feel like this small town girl who will live and die on the creek and as much as I disdain this identity it's like all I have yeah Um, which is such an interesting, like, complex thing, right? Yeah. And, and she's just, you just really see that, like, you know, 
the fact that she felt like Jen was encroaching on her kind of like little piece of the world mm-hmm. is like why she says, you know, when I feel threatened that someone will steal that um, bit of self or that small amount of love that I've managed to accumulate, I go for the jugular. Yeah. And she just like looks at Jen and quietly is like, I admit it. Yeah. And I just it's thought so like, good. like, yeah. you know, like I love that these three women have created a space for each other to be honest and talk about these things, you know? I mean, I hope that they like can only build on this and like, you know, really grow this, this female friendships that they're exploring, you know? Yeah. And like, it also feels like one of the first times like Joey's like admitted to herself all of these things about her because the reality is like, while your childhood isn't who you are, it does make you, it does like, shape who you are you know like Mm -hmm. I don't think we should be defined by the way that we were raised because you didn't get a say in that but you know it is inescapable inescapable that like you know whatever the forces of your childhood heart are going to shape who you are moving forward and that's just it is what it is unfortunately for better or worse you know no totally yeah yeah, just I just see, think it's this is one of the first times I think we've seen Joey admit these things about herself. Uh, agreed, and I think this is like a huge step, not just in Joey and Jen's possible friendship, but just like for Joey, a huge step mm-hmm. that she's like, okay, like uh, you know, these are things that I'm like, I'm so afraid that I am afraid to even say this out loud, but like, yeah. I'm admitting it. You know, that's yeah. that is why. You see, you're getting so much hostility where like Andy isn't stepping on any toes at all. So she doesn't, she yeah. is not someone who gets the hostility. Yeah. But yeah, yeah totally. Joey, you know, but Jen has been stepping on all over it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, Joey sort of hearing what Jen has to say, you know, broadens her understanding of why Jen's over there stepping all over it. She's like, Hey, like, yeah. this is a totally new experience for me, you know? Yeah. And then the, when Joey's talking, Jen is finally understanding like her own experience and her own privilege, you know, because Joey yeah. feels like she's a tomboy and she, you know, feels like people see her this one way. And Jen, while she doesn't like the male gaze that is always cast on her, there is, mm-hmm. she knows that there is uh, a jealousy that Jen, Joey would feel about that, you know? Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. So, so they kind of reached this like real moment of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a nice beat of like, okay, we see each other. Yeah. We all see yeah. each other. And it's so interesting because a lot of it is very nonverbal in reading yeah. each other's faces, mm-hmm. which like Dawson always talks about, but this time it's very clear what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas totally. Dawson's like, read my face. And I'm like, your face has anger. Your face has pressure. Like, yeah. <laughs> totally totally so so speaking of Dawson we go back to the boat and Jack is like asleep on the boat or kind of he's like laying down and he's asleep yeah yeah, he sees Dawson and Dawson's like you know look Jack yeah he's like look Jack I've had enough drama for one day and Jack's like bro I want to die I am so seasick (laughs) I have wanted to puke since stepping foot on this boat I do not have the energy nor the time. <laughs> yeah, just like can I'm just trying to focus on the horizon. Can you yeah, the there's right no now? horizon right now, and thus I want to goddamn die. So, 
So like Dawson's like, you know, this isn't how I envisioned this father son outing. And Jack yeah. then drops the truth and is like, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't had a father son weekend in a long time. Yeah. And like, just like calls out Dawson again. Totally. <laughs> Thank God Jack is here. <laughs> I know. Agreed. He's really the Agreed. star of this episode. <laughs> He's, yeah, he is. And so, so then Dawson's like, you know, where is your dad, Jack? And Jack's like, yeah. he's fucking gone. He left us. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, you know, Jack's like, Andy likes to say he's in province with the business, but really he just left us. Yeah. Like we're all <laughs> alone Dawson's, with this shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like on the one hand, like Jack's kind of saying like, well, if you knew your best friend's girlfriend, you might know this story, but yeah, Dawson exactly. doesn't know that story. He hasn't made any effort to get to know Andy, you know, right. Dawson is unfamiliar with that narrative either, you know? Right. And so then Dawson, you know, and Jack's like, no, he just left us. And Dawson's like, yeah, I know how that feels. And Jack, <laughs> and Jack. Yeah. It's like, no dude. Your dad moved up to the street. My father is gone. And it's like, yeah, Dawson, your life isn't bad. Like, you know, like there, he struggles. Like I give space for Dawson. It's hard to have your parents get divorced and whatever. But like, really, you're going to talk to all of these people that have like the most fucked up parent parental situation (laughs) and try to... You know, yeah. It's like yeah. I know we talk about my so-called life a lot, but a lot of times Angela would be like to Ricky, like, "Yeah, I know how you feel," and Ricky's like, "No, no, you don't, you don't, you <laughs> yeah. don't." Like, you know, yeah. like, like I'm a like, queer Latino person who queer, queer Latino person, person who has like parents, family kicked me out, like you know, yeah, like, like person of color, I'm a minority, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm you don't queer, fucking know, like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. you're from, you know, an upper middle class white family with two parents, like, you know, yeah. like, come on. Um, yeah. Like, and it's not to say that, like, Dawson doesn't deserve space for what he's going through, but he doesn't deserve space to, like, co-opt someone else's experience, you know? Totally. Well, and to say, like, hey, we're just the same, you and me, Jack. And Jack's like, bro, no, we fucking ain't. Like, yeah, you know, I mean you might kind of understand what it's like to have some dysfunction or discord in your family. But like my father left us high and dry. Yeah. So (laughs) I just said, like, I feel like this episode gets so much right. You know, I I feel like we've spent so many episodes being like, why is no one calling anyone out on this? And then like finally this episode, like everyone that needs to be called out is getting called out except for Mr. Witter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it's like, it's interesting because this scene juxtaposition with the scene with the girls, it's like, instead of understanding each other, like walking away with like a, you know, knowing each other better, Dawson is shocked that he'd have to have compassion for someone else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like empathy from someone else. Like, you know, it's just like, again, highlighting his uh, selfishness. Totally. And so Pacey, like then we go over to Pacey, he's like trying to get his dad out of the bar and his dad like fucking passes out on the sand at the beach. Oh my God. This is the saddest scene. It's crazy. I have seen in a long time. Yeah. So like, yeah. oh my God. Well, well so I just Pacey- feel like one of the interesting things about this episode is we so commonly see like, or, and especially as like, as a woman, like for me, the mother-daughter relationship is so complicated and so fucked up and so Mm -hmm. hard, you know? And I think that, like, 
because it is explored in media and explored so much and just because women tend to talk about their experiences more with each other, Mm -hmm. uh, every woman has an experience of knowing how fucked up the mother-daughter relationship is. Right. But that kind of negates the complicated father-son relationship. Father-son, yeah. (laughs) You know, that is actually not represented that much in media. We don't really see and because men tend, you know, as a general, not talk about their experiences or their feelings. As a result, we we tend, as a society, tend to place the more complicated relationship to be the mother-daughter relationship and not just the parent-child, you know, gender (laughs) really is in this, you know. Yeah, We see this scene that is the most fucked up scene. Yeah, so Pacey, like... Right. So like, so John like passes out on the sand and Pacey's like, I guess it's time to have that father son talk and proceeds Uh, to like have the conversation that he wishes that he could have with his dad. And like, his dad's passed out in the sand. Right. And is like, you know, how are you doing in school, Pacey? And he's like, you know, well, I'm actually doing okay, dad. And then, you know, he asks about, you know, what about the ladies? How are they treating you? And Pacey says, I met this woman. And I just wanted to point out, I said it a few episodes ago, I really think it's interesting when Pacey calls people girls and when he calls them women. Um, Mm -hmm. And so in this moment, he had called when in the Tomorrow Returns episode, he said that Miss Jacobs was a woman, but Andy was a girl. And now Andy's a woman in his mind. So I just like wanted to note that. Um, Yeah. And then he like tell he like gushes about Andy. He's like, you know, she's beautiful and yeah. she's smart and funny and she's special and she thinks I'm special. And then he he's like, why can't you see that? Like, oh. and he says, you know, when did you give up on me? When I was five, yeah. 10, 12? And he, you know, he's like, I'm 16. Like, why, you know, and I try so hard and just like, what the fuck? You're supposed just to like, love me. Oh my God. He like breaks down crying. He's like, it's your job to love me. Yeah. PC's crying. He just like wonders why his dad hates him. He's like, it's your job to love me. And it, it's just, it's so similar to the season one finale when Joey's asking her dad, like, do you love me? You know? And like, Oh my God. See, this is the thing is really hard. Like I know we talked in that episode, like I never, I, I'm lucky that I always knew my parents loved me, you know, yeah. it's not to say I didn't have like my own personal trauma and my own experience of my childhood, but like yeah. I didn't have that other layer of thinking no one loved me, you know, totally. I just, I, I can't imagine what that would be like, you know, and it's just yeah. like, do any of these kids have parents that like make the kids feel like they love them besides Dawson? Right. I mean, you know? yeah, it seems like no. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and he just, he's like, you know, you're supposed to love me, son of a bitch. I can't do this by myself. And then just like, I just had this note that Joshua Jackson was so good in that scene. Oh my God. I know. So good. So good. I was crying. It was so heartbreaking. Yeah. The way he just like, because he has the right amount of anger and sadness, you know, and yeah. like, uh, you know, again, because I've only speaking to the way James Vanderbeek just makes everything angry, yeah. you know, it's just like, <laughs> it's like, of course, Pacey, you know, Pacey's angry, but he's also sad and hurt yeah. and like hurt. so many yeah. other things, you yeah. know. And so, like, the anger, of course, is there, but then when you, there's so many things yeah. deeper than that. 
Yeah, the anger is over over all these other emotions. Yeah. 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 I also I I watched a season I don't know, some episode where Paul Stupin was doing commentary and um he said that Josh Jackson always got really excited when the guy who plays John Witter came on. Like uh-huh. they loved working together and like doing oh, so even though it's like even though they, you know, on the show they have a contentious yeah. relationship. They were really, yeah. like, they loved working together. So I thought that was nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so then we go back to the boat the next morning and Jack mm-hmm. looks a mess. <laughs> he totally looks like, like, it's funny because you, it looks like he was passed out in the sand all night. Like he yeah, had a he rough night. But it's just, he's just seasick still. And, and they all have the most insane sunglasses on. We haven't I talked mean, about it, but like it's very distracting. Those ninety sunglasses episode. were a yeah. real God, we <laughs> oh, thought they looked God. so cool. Oof boy. Um, oh. Yeah. So that so then they have a fish. Like the reel goes mm-hmm. out and they have a fish. And and Yeah, and Pacey jumps in and is trying to, you know, guide. He's trying to teach Jack how to fish. Yeah. You know? He's like, and, okay, reel it in. All right, do that, you know, whatever. And Jack's kinda like Oh, okay. Can you just do it? <laughs> yeah, you do it. <laughs> and so then Pacey and his dad like reel this huge fish in together or start doing yeah. it. You know, and there's like a montage of everyone's face and everyone's yeah. smiling, and Dawson is glaring. I don't know if you saw it, but his <laughs> face is like insane. Like everyone's stoked, and he's just like, <laughs> and I'm like whoa, 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 okay. <laughs> Well, you know, Dawson's going to Dawson. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so then we go after they get the big fish and they, you know, they reel it in and like Pacey's holding it up and it's all like, oh, um, yeah, Gail, Gail, like we go back to the Learys and Gail, this is such a great scene. She like thanks Joey for everything. And then she's like, you know, I have a confession, you know, as as I was listening to these girls talk, I kind of felt sorry for myself because I always wanted a daughter, you know. And she's like, you know, I love Dawson, but men are men and women are women. And Joey says, right, the great divide, which I was like, what? She's <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to end gender binary. Come on. I, I mean, I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, <laughs> let's end it all. Damn it. So then, yeah. uh, so, so then Gail's like, you know, what I realized is that like, I have you you know, you're like my daughter and I'm like so proud of the woman you've become. And yeah, just like Gail kind of so just heaps sweet. this like motherliness on her. Yeah. And Joey so like it's really sweet because obviously Joey feels insecure about her relationship with Gail, which like Gail's just reinforcing like, girl, you have nothing to be insecure of. Like you're my daughter. I love you. I'm so proud of you. I'll love you forever. You know? Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, it's so sweet that Joey has this, this, second family you know um and like she's so lucky to have these people in her life you know yeah yeah and and um they you know they hug and joey like thanks gail for saying it and it's just kind of like yeah it's nice and then and then Andy walks out of the house and Abby is sitting outside where apparently she's been all night, which is like, I know she's insane. sleeping in a lawn chair. Like it's like, I don't think so. I don't it's like an it. Adirondack it's, chair. Yeah. It. yeah. It's just like, it's so weird. Like what um, time of year is it? <laughs> I know. Massachusetts. 
It's so wild. It doesn't make any sense. And no, no. And and Andy's kind of like, yeah, I don't fucking feel sorry for you. Like, you make my life a living hell. Yeah, like, I've been calling Abby out for this. And Abby has singularly set her sights on destroying Andy for no reason. We don't know no why. Reason. Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah. And Andy's just like, I don't feel sorry for you. You've been trying to destroy me this whole year for yeah. no reason, You're you know? total fucking asshole, yeah. And, and, and Andy's like, you know, or Abby, yeah, sorry. Oh, Abby starts crying about how her life is normal. And yes. she's like, I'm the girl y- y'all love to hate. Like, you know, you just, uh, I, I can do anything, anything I do. Y'all just hate me. And Andy's like, uh, cause you're a fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> cause you're mean to us. <laughs> like, it's not cause you're Abby. Like, no, 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 right. no, no, Don't get it. Right. It's cause you're an asshole, dude. Like, yeah. No. And Abby's like, well, my life is so boring. Like blah, 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 blah. Like my parents are divorce is boring and like everything else about my life is boring and so I have to stir up drama which you're just kind of like oh girl you need about 17 years of therapy yeah yeah it's so wild like to have that experience you know to just like you know be like oh my life's boring so like I'm gonna destroy these other people like you know just trying to get through well Abby's mom pulls up and Abby kind of looks at Andy and is like do you need a ride home and Andy's like okay so yeah yeah there's like maybe a slight olive branch yeah at the end of that scene I would hope so but I don't know yeah Abby's the thing is, Abby's just the most immature person of all these people, you know, oh, which totally. is saying a lot because Dawson, you know, <laughs> is very immature. But Abby's yeah. super immature, you know, and she's like, man, it's so hard for me. And you're like, I mean, childhood's hard. It sucks. But like, you're an asshole to these people. Like you right. were out of, and you even admitted it. You want to stir up drama with these people. Why? And like, why? And like, and she's like kind of saying like, she wants to be friends with them and they won't let Abby be friends with them because like she, she has to be the bad girl like the one that they hate and, yeah. and Andy's like such a nice person is like no, no no you're an asshole like I would be friends with you if you weren't trying to destroy me like yeah. you know it's wild it is <laughs> So then we move over to Dawson's room and Joey like comes in and Jen's in there and they kind of go back and forth for a second. But Joey's like, no, I want to get something out. Like, let me talk. And she's like, you know, um, she like admits like it sucks that the people that I respect the most are the people I'm the most competitive with. And and she kind of like stumbles over her words and that there was like some she wishes there was some way to. And it maybe th- feels like she's going to say, like, be friends with you. And, like, uh-huh. then Jen's like, you know, you're not being articu- very articulate. Like, kind of, like, very jokey. Like, very nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Joey's, yeah, like, you like, know. Jen's really, like, she knows that what Joey is doing is, like, so hard for Joey to do. And she's, like, trying to give her as much space as possible to do it and, like, lighten the mood as much so it's easier. Um, And Joey, you know, she's, like, I'm trying to apologize, you know, for how I treated you, basically. And and, And Jen's, Jen's like, like, is there room for me in 
this life without taking over your identity. Yeah. And Joey says, and like, Joey, yeah. She says, I, I, you know, like I respect the way Joey's you. like, look, Joey's like, look, let's not rehash the past, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, what I'm trying to say is I respect you. And I kind of like that, that she's like, look, the past, we both did some fucked up shit. Because they both yeah. did. Yeah, totally, so there's totally. no reason in bringing that into us moving forward, you know. Yeah, and like, you know, like again, Joan's trying to find herself, which means moving forward, like growing up, you know. Right. And so there's no need to look in the past. Like, let's just start now. I respect you. I see where you're coming from. I'm. You see where I'm coming from. Like, we're trying to build something new. Go moving forward, you know. Yeah. And Jen, her face, when Joey says it, oh my it God. looks like her life is complete. I said <laughs> her so smile sweet. kills me. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. You yeah. know? And she yeah. looks at Joey and she's like, you too. I respect yeah. you. And I just, and in all caps, wrote so friends, good. question mark, exclamation. I know. Does that oh my mean God. you're finally friends? Please. Yeah. Uh. No, I mean, and like they're building a friendship on yeah, a, they're building on a basis <laughs> of mutual respect, you know, yeah. which mm-hmm. is so awesome. You I'm know? here for it. Yep. Yeah. 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 And then we, we go back over to the boat and Casey is like, and his dad are holding up the big fishing trophy that they won. Mm-hmm. And then Dawson says Casey's bye to Jack. So Casey's so Casey's stoked. Like beaming, yeah. Yeah. And then Dawson sort of says bye to Jack and is kind of at least a little bit nice to him um, yeah. in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Pacey's like, to his dad, goes, you know, like, I'll never forget the adrenaline rush I felt when I felt that tug on the line. And John, like, gives Pacey the trophy and says, you know, enjoy this moment, son. You probably won't have many more like it. Oh my god. He's such an asshole. I just He's such a fucking asshole. Yeah. And Spacey just crumbles. I mean, yeah, he just he he sits down and he's just like, fuck, I just like keep setting myself up for that shit. Like, what yeah, is wrong yeah. with me that yeah. I set myself up for it over and over again? And like all yeah. I want is an unqualified good job son. And I just like I don't get it, you know. So heartbreaking, you know. Oh know. my god! And Dawson, and then, to his credit, Dawson, yeah, go for it. Yeah, he does come up to him and he's like, you know what? Don't worry. You have a girl that really loves you. You know, and, it's waiting for you. And he says, you know, and I respect you. Like there are people who respect your talent, intelligence. Like mm-hmm. I'm one of them, and so is Andy. And like, yeah, it, it's a nice sentiment, but also like. I think, you know, there's a certain acknowledgement that, like, it's not the same. It's, yeah. you know. And I felt it was interesting that Dawson is kind of highlighting, like, how important, like, and, like, almost like, oh, well, you have a girlfriend now. So, you know, having a girl that loves you is uh, is uh, all you need, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's not all you yeah. need. I just want I know, to say that. yeah. <laughs> I know I don't, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but I feel like that's a, the way that Dawson was seeing it. Of like, yeah. oh, you have this amazing girl that loves you, so that's yeah. all you need. Yeah, you're great. Your life is complete now, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, 
I'm not diminishing like, you know, Andy and Pacey's relationship. Like, as everyone knows, I love it, you know, but like, it just is like, you know, the idea that you're going to find like everything you need from your partner is not fair to your relationship. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, go ahead. And Mitch is walking Dawson home and, you know, and they have this really sweet moment again to like, it's almost like, it's again, like a really healthy dynamic in the sense where they have this conversation and now they're revisiting it, you know, which is like healthy for relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Mitch apologizes, um, you know, and like, I'm sorry that like, you know, I'm not like the father that you could respect and everything. Um, and, and Mitch is like, you know, I'm fucking aware that like father son relationships are complicated, you know, but I'm always going to be here and try to be the best that I can be the best dad I can be for you, you know, no matter what the circumstances are. And, you know, Dawson, I mean, to his credit, he's kind of is like, you know, you know, look, dad, I've never been disappointed by you. You know, I respect you and I'm so lucky to have you. And like, it seems like maybe Dawson finally has realized that like he's lucky. He's yeah. That like, you know, the fact that it's okay to like be like, I'm worried about you. I want you to be to take this, you know, job hunting thing seriously. But like you know, that's all fine, but it still doesn't mean you have a dad that's like unworthy of respect. Like he is, he is yeah. a very respectful dad. And like, yeah. and then well, Mitch kind of like, Dawson a little bit is seeing himself in Mitch, you know? Totally. Totally. And yeah. they, like they Dawson hug. has the privilege of being a dreamer because Mitch is a dreamer, you know? Right. No, totally. And Mitch encourages Dawson to be a dreamer. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, I mean, Pacey's dad's not fucking doing that. He's like, no. you know. No. Pacey's dad's like, just putting him down and it's like, you'll be lucky if you flip burgers. When it's right. Like, okay, well, when there's a fucking apocalypse, like, that's still going to be considered an essential worker, you piece <laughs> of shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <sighs> so... So, you know, when Mitch kind of, like, seems like he's actually going to go in the house and then real, you know, kind of realizes. It's so sad. They, like, yeah. hug and it's, like, really stoked. Like, Mitch is super stoked and you can tell he's, like, all right, go into my life. And then he's, like, oh, that's not my Oh, life. shit. That isn't my life anymore. Yeah. And, like, it's really sad. I don't know. That yeah. makes me really sad, you know. I, I think John Wesley Ship's a really good actor, too. So you me can too. see on his face of, like, <sighs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the choices I've made, like this isn't my life anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I wrote, and then Dawson walks in the house, and we do not cut to a scene where Gail tells him they found his porn, and we fade back. Yeah. 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 This such a good episode. I love this episode. So it is a good episode. I do too. Um. I I think like it's there's so much that like kind of breaks in this episode like so many mm-hmm. stories that kind of break and so much that like moves forward in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I want to say because we are now recording these very close to real time, um, yeah. I asked our Twitter um, people what they thought uh-huh. of this episode. Um, uh-huh. So one person um, at Cheeky Hobbit on Twitter. Uh-huh. said that it's bleak in places, but Pacey and his dad are so interesting to me. She really likes the uh-huh. episode. 
And then um, Sarah Tonin, 16, Uh um, said that she's here for Jen calling Joey out, but also for admitting that Jen was right. And I love their scene at the end. I love all, she loves all their scenes, which like same. Yeah. yeah, And love hearing that Dawson respects Pacey, who I wanted to give a hug to this whole episode, especially on the beach. Girl, same. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks. Thanks guys for, um, for writing back to us. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I, I love this episode too. I think it's really good. I think parts of it are so sad. I think you're right. But, um, but overall just a great, great episode. And I think it puts us in a really interesting place for the, um, the second half of the season. Yeah. The second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so who are you rooting for? Um, I'm always rooting for Pacey. Uh, I am rooting, definitely rooting for, um, I'm rooting for Jack. This episode made Jack just like shine to me. Um, Yeah. You know, like, obviously I love when people call out Dawson and he does, but in like a really smart way, you know, not in an angry way. He does it with such calmness, you know? So I'm really rooting for him. We got to learn more about like just his family life too, indirectly. Yeah, totally. And yeah. how he interprets it's kind of differently than Andy, you know, yeah. his sort of, yeah. you know, hey, I'm not going to put a, like, rosy spin on this. Like, mm-hmm. this is fucked <laughs> that yeah. I have to deal with this shit. Um, so totally, I'm with you. And also just like Jen and Joey. I mean, I'm always into okay. to that, you know, dynamic between them. And I'm always into it when they get to see each other a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think so often they don't see each other and they, you know, I mean, like both you and I have said a million times, like they should be friends. They, yeah, there's you know, so much in common, so much. So, so yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we're sorry. This is like not in the studio. So <laughs> the not going to be good, but you know, we're trying to make do. I hope everyone's staying safe with this quarantine and like, you know, just Same. trying our best to, you know, get it going. So yeah, yeah. thank you for listening. Um, like always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's critique. Um, you can email us, Dawson's critique at gmail.com. We love all interacting with y'all. We have Tumblr now that we sometimes post on at Dawson or sorry, Dawson's critique.tumblr.com. Um, you can find my Finsta at Aaron.hensley. Um, we want to shout out our boy Killian for making our theme song. Um, you can find him at Go Freaking Crazy on Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pesty1079. Um, we would like to thank Andrew Bush, as always, who helped us try to figure out how we might be able to do this. And also Tyson Cornell, who is my boss um, and a lovely human in the office who helped us record this. Um, we can't wait to get back into the studio, but... Uh, Tyson helped us make it work here um, in our separate little enclaves um, uh, in this quarantine. So thank you both for that. Um, uh, Rare Bird Books can be found online at rarebirdbooks.com and on the um, social medias at Rare Bird Lit. This has been a Rare Bird production. I don't want to wait.